Hey everybody, it's Mike from the Mike Widener Show, powered by Soundweb Studios. Visit online at soundwebstudios.com for all your needs. Look at a professional website without breaking your budget. Soundweb Studios is the answer. Soundweb Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs that blow the competition away. Call today, 1-800-303-3960. That's 1-800-303-3960. Or email to support at soundwebstudios.com. Mention the Mike Widener Show, get 20% off your first project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Also, time to give an official shout-out to our official sponsor of the Mike Widener Show, international warring author Mia Molson-Zia. If you love fast-paced mysteries, you'll love Missing by Mia Molson-Zia, available on Amazon paperback and ebook. Missing is fast-paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. It takes place in four countries, two strangers, one target, where truth is illusion and those you love will be the first go missing. It's available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia Molson Z has garnered great reviews and Eve 11 enjoys by Howard celebrities, including Joanna Cassie, Forge Barley, and Minnows. So grab your copy today for Girls Missing by Mia Molson Z, available on Amazon. Also, check out the Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com and over 40 podcast platforms heard in over 100 countries, including Facebook, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Also, Anchor FM, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Audible, Apple Music. Also heard on HamiltonRadio.net, Diamonds FM, Oldies Radio, and a few other networks coming soon. Take the Mike Widener Show at the end of any mobile device. Subscribe to the Mike Widener Show on the YouTube channel. Follow the Mike Widener Show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok today. For great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com and check out the Mike Widener Show podcast. T-shirts, pop sockets, throw pillows, tote bags, hoodies, baseball gear, and more. Makes great gifts 24-7. Go to Amazon.com and check out the Mike Widener Show podcast. And for more great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com slash Mia Molson-Zia for great books like Missing, Once, and Wrinkles. Also, T-shirts, pop sockets, hoodies, phone cases, and more. Amazon.com slash Mia Molson-Zia. Check it out today. I'll support the Mike Widener Show on Anchor FM, PayPal, themikewidenershow.com. Make sure you give generously today. She's backed by popular man, the multi-talented American-born award-winning actress, director, and also a choreographer and uh, with Canadian roots based in New York City. She's a classically trained uh, ballet dancer and award-winning uh, filmmaker, grew up in theater in Hartford, Connecticut. She was also in uh, Manifest, Gossip Girl, Billions, Divorce, and most recently, Delusionet. That was part of the, um, the uh, Dances with Film Fest. We had around last month about that. And she comes back with a brand new film, which is basically featuring lives of seven mafia wives. And of course, um, they lived in beautiful mansions and to find out, well, some things happened it turned around and uh, the, the stories start to unwind as well, which is similar to uh, The Real Housewives, if you can fill in the blank or Sex in the City, anything like that. You know, Seven Mafia Wives, and this is a pretty much a unique film called Invicta. Live, ladies and gentlemen, from the Plus Studios in beautiful downtown New York City, the amazing, multi-talented, war-winning director, writer, actor, choreographer, and also with the new movie Invicta, ladies and gentlemen, backed by popular demand, the multi-talented, Breton Tyner Bryan. Breton, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thanks for joining us once again. Hi, Mike. I'm so thrilled to be here. How are you doing? Thanks for having me back. Well, it's great to have you on back as well, too. And uh, Delusion A, by the way, got some really good reviews. And, um, and of course, you know, we'll talk about that in just a bit. You're an American-born, multi-award-winning director, writer, actor, choreographer, Canadian roots based in New York City. Also classically trained ballet dancer, award-winning filmmaker, grew up in Hartford, Connecticut, and also you're known for Manifest, Gossip Girls, Billions, Divorce, and most recently Delusion A, which got some uh, great reviews um, premiering at the Dancing with Film Fest in Los Angeles, we talked about last month, and your new movie, which is called Invicta, premiering at the end of this month at the La Jolla International Film Fest. And before we talk about that and Delusion A, once again, very quickly, tell us how you got started. So I um, you know, I was a kid that like couldn't sit still and I was uh, my parents put me in sports and I was like dancing in the 
you know, I was like playing little league dancing in the fields, dancing on the basketball court, dancing on the tennis court, like, you know, just abhorrently not doing what was supposed to be happening. And so I kind of begged them for dance lessons and they put me in like tap and jazz and um, like community ballet. And I sort of was like, they're like, do it for a year. And I kind of turned my nose up at it, did it for a year. And then I was like, give me the real stuff. Um, so, I, so I entered like serious, serious ballet school when I was eight. And I was, I was really, I was a really serious kid in that sphere, in, unless I was like doing impersonations of my, um, t- my very famous teachers. But, but yeah, I was, I was like, I don't know. I was extreme about it. I was really intense about ballet school. Oh my goodness. And of course that also carried over as well too in uh, Manifest, Gossip Girl, Billions, Divorce, and also Delusione as well too. And plus you also won some awards as well too. Thank you. Yeah, Delusione has had like a really amazing run. Um, I'm just so grateful that like the LA community has gotten to see it through Dancing with Films. It was just like at the Shoe Film Festival this past weekend in Los Angeles. It was nominated for uh, Best Experimental Performance and it's gotten a lot of attention um, and I'm, I'm really grateful. We've had some really amazing reviews and I just appreciate so much that people like take the time to, to watch it and write about it. But what's so amazing to me is like they, they can through words better describe this film than I can. I mean, I can, you know, my medium, my chosen medium is definitely writing dialogue and, you know, as a performer actor, as well as um, a filmmaker director, but, but I'm, I've been like so touched by the reviews that just like expound upon the feelings that I have for the film but also the feelings I had as a performer in it and somebody making it and and I just want to give a shout out to the team like the film would be nothing without them it's you know it's it's a group effort for sure um and it's it's amazing it's just getting this attention this exposure because you know through pandemic I mean like there's been so many changes in rhythms you never know what's going to happen and and to be honest I wasn't expecting like any of this I I just made this film for like my own like creative sanity I I had no I knew I wanted people to see it but I had no like no vision that it would like win awards or um, travel all over the world, which it has. So yeah, it's been it's been pretty cool, and I'm very grateful. Mm-hmm. And also being a filmmaker as well too, it's like that's something you're really passionate about. You've been involved in a number of projects as well too, and of course you know you know just tell us about you know you know very briefly about uh, Invicta as well too, and um, how did how did that first come about? Sure. So Invicta is really interesting because um, the choreography was movement that I originally created to music from Moulin Rouge for like a live evening production that I wasn't producing, but I was choreographing for. Um, And I wasn't like thrilled with how the production values went down with it, um, just because I'm picky about lighting and costume and just like all of that. Um, And so I knew I wanted to take that choreographic material and like either adapt it or uh, like select certain elements of it and put that on on camera. So that was like the origin of it. And we started in the dance studio really. And I took some people from that cast who'd done that live production. And then I added new people into it. Um, It's an all female cast, female presenting cast. It wasn't originally. And that's just kind of how it it like worked out in terms of like who who was available and who wasn't and who kind of like matriculated out. Um, So I brought in some new people and it was really important to me, especially through Ben Follies that we have like performers of all ages reflected. So I was really lucky to work with our lead, Sean Berman, who's originally um, a principal dancer with Australian ballet. She's danced all over the world. She's also done like Broadway and cabaret performances and to have people that are ages like, you know, 70 plus all the way to like performers that are 19. So that's what's like a really sweet spot for me. And I, and I love what the older performers bring to the table in terms of like their life experience, but also just like, you know, what's etched into their faces of what they've seen and how they know how to sort of um, engage with the camera and engage with all of the other actors too. So that was, honestly, that's a sweet spot for me because I don't know, there's always like, you know, there's always 25 year olds that want to perform in New York City. Um, and it, it takes a little bit more effort and work to find people from different walks of life that that, that have the availability and like, and want to show themselves on camera. I think that's like, I think it's a really important message to put out there um, that just to show everybody's experiences, not just to show like one group of people. 
Mm -hmm. And that's certainly interesting as well, too. We'll talk more about uh, Invicta in just one minute. But first, listen to the Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com, powered by SoundWeb Studios. Visit online at SonicWebStudios.com for all your needs. Look at a professional website without breaking your budget. SonicWeb Studios is the answer. SonicWeb Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs that blow the competition away. Call today, 1-800-303-3960. That's 1-800-303-3960. Or email to support at SonicWebStudios.com. Mention the Mike Widener Show. Get 20% off your first project. SonicWeb Studios, take your image to the next level. Also, time to give official shout-out to our official sponsor of the Mike Widener Show, international warring author Mia Molsonzia. If you love fast-paced mysteries, you'll love Missing by Mia Molsonzia, available on Amazon paperback and ebook. Missing is fast-paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. It takes place in four countries, two strangers, one target, where truth is illusion and those you love will be the first go missing. It's available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia Molsonzia has garnered great reviews in Eve 11 endorsed by Howard Celebrities, including Joanna Cassie, Forge Riley, and Minnows. So grab your copy today for Girls Missing by Mia Molsonzia, available on Amazon. Also, check out the Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com on over 40 podcast platforms heard in over 100 countries. Take us with you on any mobile device. Subscribe to the Mike Widener Show on the YouTube channel. Follow the Mike Widener Show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok today for great gift ideas. Go to Amazon.com and check out the Mike Widener Show podcast. And for more great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com slash Mia Molsonzia for great books like merchandise like Missing, Once, and Wrinkles. Also listen to the Mike Widener Show on HamiltonRadio.net, Diamonds FM, Oldies Radio, and a few other networks coming soon. And support the Mike Widener Show at TheMikeWidenerShow.com, Anchor FM, PayPal. Make sure you do so today. We're here with the amazing, multi-talented, American-born, multi-award-winning director, writer, actor, choreographer with Canadian roots based in New York City, Brenton Tyner Bryan here with Mike Wagner's show. And uh, we co covered um, you know, how she got started, plus Delusion A, which um, really got a number of awards, a lot of reviews. And um, going from Delusion A over to Invicta, talked about um, how it came about as well, too, and wins morning awards. And this one appears to be uh, setting the bar on this one, which um, take it to a new, new level, which is like seven head mafia wives from across the U.S. converge in New York City. And of course, they find out, well, something went wrong. It's just like one of those typical, um, you know, reality series, the um, the real wives of whatever it is. So <laughs> tell us how about this? It's like, you know, how do seven women come together in Evicta? So um, so I won't give away too much of it because I want people to go check it out. Oh, but, of course. Um, there, I mean, I mean they'll probably come get you. We're going to shoot you. So my godfather. <laughs> so, well, no, it's it's like like some of the tagline logline is like godfather meets a runway. So it's definitely inspired by this, like the fashion um, and the idea that like people are sort of dressed in their best only to find out they're like locked out of this mansion where they were supposed to have a meeting or supposed to like sort of find a home base um, dressed in their finest and with nowhere to go. Um, and sort of like they're wearing their value system and, and you see that they're, you know, they have to choose to either like be for each other, but but they're really not. There's lots of alliances that are getting established, but it's about um, it's about sort of like a, an undercover agent out of Miami that um, a young agent that sort of like infiltrates the wives by like having affairs with them. Um, and, and that's sort of like, we find out that that person's an agent later on. Um, but it's interesting to watch like what happens when the group is under pressure. I think that's a really interesting I hate to say that after the past three years, but like what happens to groups when they're under pressure in terms of who unites and who fractures and um, who makes what alliances and how long those alliances last. Um, and you're sort of watching like people's egos try to survive. I think it's, it's really about watching people's egos try to survive in the line of intimacy where, where people think they made an alliance, but then maybe they actually fall for someone or maybe they get invested in the situation, whether it's like friendship or romantic love. Um, 
it's a little James Bond. It's like how blurry are those those relationships when people are using one another? Mm-hmm. And, and what made you choose the uh, the the theme of uh, the mafia? Um, I don't I don't know. If there's like a it just spoke to me. I just looked at them and I just knew um, mm-hmm. the way they. I have to say, like the way this cast behaved. <laughs> I mean, they're they're all like <laughs> terrible, right? They're all like New York City performers with dance backgrounds. So they're already like, you know, they're they're a feisty bunch. Um, they're a scrappy bunch. They've done a lot to get to New York City and they've done a lot more to survive here and to to make work and to thrive um, and to get hired. So, so like bless them, they're amazing people, but they are very like particular individuals. They are, they are very strong personalities. And when we first got into the studio and I had some like the older cast members and I brought some new people in, you could just see like who, 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 who sort of like collects to one side and, and who's ready to go, you know, sort of more contentious um, energy towards one another. And, and that just became, the alliances um, became very clear. And I, I sort of was transparent to some extent with the cast about leaning into who they are and their personalities. Everybody's dressed to reflect their personalities and to accentuate them. And I think that's really a strength that I bring to the table in terms of, of not asking people to be something they're not, but I'm just, I'm either, I'm either magnifying something or like, you know, toning it to be, to be whatever level we're looking for. Um, like for example, like Susan, um, Sue Sable almost is like the sweetest woman ever. And we really leaned into this like villainous character for her. She had a blast with it, you know? So, <laughs> so it's, it's just sort of like pulling out people, different parts of people's personalities and letting them run with it, have a great time with it. And, and, and seeing other like more maternal moments and romantic moments um, come through. And I, I, you know, it's, it's, it makes me think like you said about like reality TV a little bit, or like you put people in the house and then you see how they, how they behave and react. And it's almost like a big brother survivor kind of things. Uh, Don't ask me (laughs) to be on that show guys. Don't ask me. Thank you. Even you offering million dollars, I will not do it. Yeah, I yeah, I have no desire to be in that like voyeur. I'm like I'm more the director of voyeur to be in that voyeuristic space. But um, yeah, I mean it's it's interesting too. I think as a director, people walk in the room and you know if you're if you're listening energetically and physically, like they're telling you exactly who they are from the first like five seconds they walk in. And I I knew everybody that we were working with. Um, and I think what's cool too is like generationally we have performers from like 70 plus to like age 19. And that was really important to me to show, just to show people's experience, like the life experience, the different life experience and how those, how, how we can generationally like relate to one another and come together and the value that everybody has a valuable experience and opinion to share regardless of age. It's always been like a really big tenant of what, um, of storytelling for me. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And also too, you, you know, back in the day that uh, we dealt with the generation gap, you know, with gray style and, um, you know, intrigue and everything else. But nowadays it seems like there's like just, just tension. Do you think uh, we, we need, do you think there's like more of that tension? Or do you think uh, people are just starting to learn to appreciate the generational gaps? That's been talked about a lot. I mean, I think, I mean, I can only speak to my personal experience on that one. So I don't like piss off a bunch of people, but I just, you know, I love knowledge. And I love spirit and energy. And I think everybody, I think kindergartners have something to teach me. I mean, I've taught, I've taught for 20 years. I think, I think the three-year-old has something to teach me. I think the 75-year-old, the 91-year-old has something to teach me. And I think so if we, I think what we're talking about more is community. Instead of like placing value based on age, can we place it based on knowledge, experience, kindness? Mm, can we honor kindness and the value of kindness as we share with one another? Because I think if we value kindness, then we're not really like judging where it's coming from. You know what I mean? We're not, we're not putting a face to what kindness should look like or value, but for me personally, I love knowledge. And, you know, regardless of what someone looks like, if they have knowledge, I am, I am wholeheartedly interested and attracted to spending time with that person and learning from them. 
Um, and I think everybody, there's all different types of knowledge. Like nobody knows everybody, everything. And I think um, there's a lot of lessons in this, this life you have to figure out on your own. But I, I, I truly, truly value my friends that are quite a bit older than me. And I, I just always have. I also grew up, you know, I grew up in the ballet world where like everybody who had the knowledge was like, was, was like, you know, my teachers were in their sixties when I met them. They, that was, you know, and I'm, I'm, gosh, I'm, I'm eight, I'm, I'm 10, 12. And so I, I come from that, that sort of environment already that is valuing somebody who's older that has experience. And I think, um, you know, culture is, is cyclical and, and it's trendy at times with what's, what's valued and what's taboo. And, you know, what's, what's important in language and what's not. And I just, I think um, it's a shame to, to disregard or to throw away knowledge or information, especially based on gender. I think um, if somebody has something you want to learn, go talk to them. Um, and you might make a friend for life. You never mm. know. And, and I think, I just, I think it's a really um, important thing to, I mean, there's, I, there's people that I've worked with that are like much older than me. that are always telling me like, they look up to me, which I would never expect, but I think it's like, you never know how valuable an exchange is for the other person. Or I have friends that are gosh, like, like early twenties that I find just to be so wise. And they, they provide me with such insight just because who they are. Um, so I, so obviously, I mean, I could go on and on about age, but yeah, I think, I kind of think age is irrelevant. Um, and, and I think it's really important to honor, um, people's people's wisdom and knowledge if, mm. if that's what you're interested in if you're interested in something else then don't listen to me but but yeah it, it, exactly right and just like the movie Invicta as well too like you know you got the uh age ranges as well too and uh what can people uh learn from the movie or get, oh, or get think, out of it i think the movie's really enticing and i think that it we're looking at a polarization it's actually exactly what you just sort of ta talked about in terms of like what alliances are made and then and then fractured based on age actually there's a there's a romantic alliance that exists between two people from very different um, age backgrounds, we'll say. Um, and just watching how people choose sides versus what we could do to actually come together as a community. Um, so it's really just a reflection of human behavior, like you, like you said. Um, and and you know what what it's like for that individual that is um, that's like ostracized, and what it's also like for the people who like stayed in the group but don't actually really agree with that majority or don't really want to be a part of it, but they stay out of fear. Um, so I, those are definitely themes that are explored there. Mm, that's really interesting too. And where can we find the movie, uh, Invicta at and all your other works? Sure. So Invicta is going to have its world premiere on July 30th, uh, 2022 at the La Jolla International Fashion Film Festival in La Jolla. Um, that's produced by founding, uh, artistic director, Fred Sweet. Um, and we are nominated, let me see if I can get, get this right. We're nominated for best fashion dance, best cinematography, best music and best cast ensemble, which goes to all the performers in this film. I'm not wow. in this film. So this, this time I got, yeah. So like, I'm, this is my third time, third or fourth time returning to La Jolla. Um, and La Jolla is how I got started making movies. I didn't know anything about the festival circuit till I met Fred. Um, and I'm just so thrilled for this team. I mean, it's an amazing team in terms of cinematography, music, the cast. Um, and it's kind of exciting for me because I'm not in it. So I could, I can just really kind of step back and, and, and work on this film and experience it in a different way and, and, you know, devote my attention to, um, to these seven actors and to the architectural choices, like the locations that I use and to all of the styling. I, um, sometimes it's easier for me to style other people and to work with them. So that was, there's less, there's less pressure actually for me um, to, to step out of it in that way as a performer. Mm. So it was, it was awesome. That's really interesting as well, too. We're here with uh, Brett and Tyner Bryan here on the Mike Weiner Show with uh, Invicta. And what else can we expect between 2022 and beyond after Invicta? 
Um, so there's a film called West of Frank that we shot in pandemic with uh, 14 Broadway performers actually that um, I'm in the process of editing and working with that, um, that composer, her name is Faye Chow. She's amazing. She actually did the music for Delusione as well. So she'll be nice. doing music for West of Frank. And yeah, it has a, you know, what I can say until the film is released is like, it, it was shot in a very um, historically charged location that has like amazing architecture in New York City that's actually closed in pandemic and now is actually opened as of last week. So there's, there's gonna be a nice sort of like tandem of when the film is released and the fact that that location is now open. Um, but West of Frank is about characters that come to life in a library that was formerly a courthouse known as the Women's House of Detention in Manhattan. So it's got like this, um, this dark underbelly and this sort of like fantastical element of like freedom, knowledge, and joy of what happens when um, the library's closed. Huh, that's interesting. It made me think of a movie, but I can't think of it right now. We'll come back later and uh, love to have you on uh, talking about that as well too. And, um, and, and of course, we're here with um, award-winning uh, director, also actor, choreographer, uh, Brenton Tyner Bryan here on the Mike Widener Show with Invicta. And uh, Brenton, always a big thank you for your time. It's great having you back on again, keeping us up to date. And once again, uh, tell us, um, you know, where can we find Invicta? What's upcoming for you? What's your website? And how can people contact you? Sure, so I'm so excited that Invicta is gonna have its world premiere at La Jolla International Fashion Film Festival in La Jolla, California, near San Diego on July 30th. And it is nominated for Best Fashion Dance, Best Cast Ensemble, Best Music and Best Cinematography. So shout out to that amazing team that made that. Um, and then I think we're just gonna see what other festivals it gets picked up at. This is kind of like the big um, in-person screening of that film. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Um, and people could find me on social media at Brett and Tyner Bryan on Instagram. You can also find me at Brett and Follies NY, which is our production company that like made these films. And of course, if you want to check it out, Delusione, you can check out um, underscore Delusione, the film underscore on Instagram. We certainly would do so. Once again, Brett, and a very big thank you for your time. And um, always great to have you on. Looking forward to having you in soon. Just keep us up to date, keep in touch, and um, definitely wish you all the best. You've got a great future ahead of you. Looking forward to having you on again. Thank you, Mike. You're amazing. Thanks so much for having me back. I really appreciate it. It's been a blast.